It's the Chronicles of Aguna, the Arsenal podcast brought to you by 90 Min and we are live. You're listening to the Chronicles of Aguna, the Arsenal podcast. I'm Martin Tyler and you're listening to Harry Simeon. Hello and welcome back to the Chronicles of Aguna, the Arsenal podcast brought to you by 90 Min. As ever, I'm your host, Harry Simu. And on this edition, we're going to be discussing the breaking news. Daniel Ek has confirmed his interest in Arsenal and has also confirmed that he has secured the funds to launch a bid for the club. Now, of course, there's no guarantee that Stan is going to sell. Uh, they've made their position very, very clear over the last 24 hours. But as we said at the time, they weren't exactly going to come out and admit that they would be considering their position, even if they were. So I'm not saying it's definitely going to happen, but I take encouragement from the fact that Daniel Ek, the CEO and founder of Spotify, is committed. He is committed to making this deal happen. And he says he knows it's going to be a long road and he knows it's going to take some time if it is indeed going to happen. But the fact that he's committed to it, for me alone, um, is, of course, a positive. And there'll be people out there who are, you know, sceptical about Daniel Ek. You know, he's a he's another billionaire business person. How do we know that he's going to come in and have the club's best interests at heart? Well, he's saying all the right things, Daniel Ek. We know that he's been an Arsenal fan for a long, long time. And I think at this stage, it's just about getting the Cronkies out. Uh, I genuinely do. Um, that's how I feel about it right now. I'm going to be coming to your live comments throughout the show. We're going to be discussing Mikel Arteta's press conference as well, uh, which he gave earlier today ahead of the game against Villarreal in the Europa League semi-final. So there's plenty to get our teeth into during this show. In fact, I titled this show earlier on when I set up the stream around Arteta's press conference. And then, of course, Daniel Ek said what he said. Now, uh, as you'll see on your screen, uh, I've shared the quotes or some of the quotes uh, which were posted on Twitter by James Benj, of course, a uh, very reputable journalist and a friend of the show. And James uh, put those et quotes out in the public eye uh, for those who maybe hadn't seen the interview live or haven't seen the video of it yet. And uh, and Daniel Eck said as follows. I've been an Arsenal fan since I was eight and Arsenal is my team. I love the history, players and fans. I just see a tremendous opportunity to set a real vision for the club to bring it back to its glory. I'm very serious. I have secured the funds for it. Uh, he also says that he wants to bring an offer to the owners and hopes that they hear him out. And he went on to say, I'm prepared that this could be a long journey. All I can do is prepare a very thoughtful offer and hope that they hear me out. Um, he said he's first and foremost a fan and he wants the club to do better. That is his primary interest. Don't we all, Daniel? We all want to see uh, the club do much, much better. Um, you know, he wasn't probed about where the funds had been raised from. And there's been a lot of questions over the last few days about whether or not Daniel Ek is rich enough um, as an individual to launch this kind of takeover bid. Now, people kind of dismissed him and, and ruled him out for the fact that his net worth isn't 
anywhere near as big as that of the Cronkies. But the reality is that when he says he secured the funds, he's probably got some investors on board. He's, I said it at the time. I said that most, most of the time when purchases of this size are made, it's often because of a consortium gathering together a group of people using their combined wealth and combined assets to maybe be able to leverage those and earn some, uh, raise some funds, or it's a, it's a concerted effort. And it looks like that is the case here. It looks as though Daniel X, um, ability to raise the funds which he says he's already done it is probably uh based on on a, a number of silent investors sort of being involved in this as well perhaps they might not be so silent further down the road if indeed this deal does materialize i don't want to get carried away because i've been saying it over the last few days you know on the one hand you're sitting there and you're, you're listening to what the cronkies are saying and you take it at face value and they've said they don't want to sell but when you delve a little bit deeper, you know, and you think about it a little bit more sensibly and you try and read in between the lines, actually, well, even if they did want to sell, they probably wouldn't admit it. And everything in business has a price, right? You know, a good businessman never shuts the door on a sale, potentially if they stand to make a huge, huge profit off of the back of that sale. So it's going to be really, really interesting. Uh, to see how this develops. The the presence of Eck now is uh, increasing pressure on on uh, on the Cronkies and you can expect the noise from the supporters to increase. And, and what I would say to sort of to Arsenal supporters out there is, you know, it, we're a long way from a deal being done. We're a long way from getting the Cronkies out of our football club. But we, you know, I feel like right now, now that we know there is someone serious, someone quite credible, you know, because we've been linked with others in the past who maybe had a little bit of a, I don't want to say, I don't want to use the word dodgy, but had a bit of a questionable past. But Daniel Ek isn't, isn't that, you know, he's someone who's built his business up legitimately and he's somebody who is um, very modern, very up to date. He's a tech genius. That is you know, that is his background, started up a search engine. That was the first thing he did and went on uh, to found Spotify, which, of course, is all massive. I'm sure loads of you uh, watching or listening to this are subscribed to it. Some of you probably even listen to this podcast through Spotify. So, um, yeah, you know, it's um, it's encouraging that he's there. It's encouraging that he's made his intentions clear. It's encouraging that he is put together or is planning to put together what he feels is a compelling offer. I think that's the words he used. And now it's over to, to Daniel Eck to, to persuade the Cronkies through financial means that they're best off letting this club go. But as fans, as a fan base, we have a part to play in this as well. And our part is to continue to increase the pressure on the Cronkies. The more we do it, the more in the public eye this becomes and the more they are likely to consider a sale. Now, I'm not saying it's going to be the deciding factor. Other factors could influence whether or not the Cronkies decide to do it. Factors outside of our control. For example, the, the the collapse of the Super League will have been a major blow to the Cronkies' plans over the next few years. The fact that the club are currently, because of the pandemic, but even just before that, slightly running or running in a, in a way where they're not making anywhere near the profit they once were. The fact that the team is in a state whereby it needs huge investment to get back to where it needs to be in order to then in turn increase those revenues. You know, perhaps a combination of all of those factors could persuade and lead to them considering. But I'm not going to bang on about this much longer because 
nothing's really changed in terms of the Cronkies' position. We're no closer uh, to a deal being done than we were yesterday or the day before that or the day before that. But we do know that Spotify CEO Daniel Ek is dead serious and has a real ambition to bring Arsenal back to its glory. Those were his words, powerful words uh, from the businessman, from the billionaire. And uh, fingers crossed this can move forward. He says he's prepared for a long journey here. I think as fans, we need to be prepared as well. But we cannot take our foot off the gas when it comes to the protests towards the Cronkies. We have to do it and we have to ramp it up even more so now because we know somebody is lurking. Somebody is interested in taking over our football club. And I know you you never really know what they're going to do further down the line, but he's talking about restoring former glories. We know he's got Thierry Henry, he's got Dennis Burkamp, and he's got Patrick Vieira on side, which obviously tugs at the heartstrings of the fan base as well. So there's plenty to be positive about when it comes to Daniel Ek. But now it's over to him and his team to make the offer that the Cronkies accept. Is it possible? Who knows? But it's it's a positive and it's something that we should um you know we should uh we should take some encouragement from. But as I say, stressing the point, we're a long way from a deal actually being done. So I'd advise caution uh, on that front. Let's move on to talk a little bit about Mikel Arteta's press conference that he gave today ahead of Arsenal's UEFA Europa League semi-final with Villarreal. The first leg is due to take place tomorrow night. That's Thursday night. Um, and I'm very much looking forward to it. Let's um, let's pick out some of the key points uh, that Mikel Arteta uh, touched upon. I'm not going to go through the whole press conference because it's quite wordy. It's quite long. Um, and I don't think much of it is, well, I'm not going to say much of it. I, I, basically, I'm going to highlight the best parts, uh, the, the bits that I believe to be the best parts. In terms of the latest team news, uh, he discussed Aubameyang, Lacazette, Kieran Tierney, three key Arsenal players. Um, and he said that they're all in contention, which came as a major surprise to me because I'd have imagined that maybe Pierre-Emerick Aubameyang would have been available, but the others would have been out for me. Um, that was what that was what I thought. Um, that was what I expected. So to hear that they're in contention is obviously great news. Does it mean they're going to start? No, it doesn't. And we're going to have to wait and see. And I'm sure Mika will be assessing those players right up until the last minute because they are really, really important parts of this team. Um, particularly, you know, Alexander Lacazette, who's been much improved lately, who's led the line really well for Arsenal. And then, of course, Kieran Tierney at left back. You know, I think we can live without... Pierre-Emerick Aubameyang. And if we've got one of him and Lacazette fit, I'll be pretty happy with that. But Kieran Tierney for me is the big one because we've really struggled at left back without Kieran Tierney. You know, we don't have another natural option. We've tried different things. Cedric's played there. Uh, Granite Xhaka's played there. You know, neither of which have majorly convinced me. I think Xhaka's done an OK job considering it's not his position. And I think Cedric has been the same. But obviously, you'd love to see, um, you know, Kieran Tierney back in that position, providing, of course, that he's fit enough. So um, that's what he had to say on those three. So positive team news, at least on that. Um, let's see what else we've got here. He was asked about the statement from the board. Of course, the Cronkies releasing a statement uh, on Tuesday afternoon where they said uh, that it they would not be selling the football club and they remain fully committed. When he was asked about it, Mikel said, yes, we spoke to them and I think it was very clear 
They show their commitment and their ambition to the football club because we all want a successful team on the pitch. It was very clear and it took away any doubts out of the situation, I think. He was also asked if it was a distraction for the players, all that's going on behind the scenes. And he said, well, a lot of talk and a lot of speculation has surrounded the situation in the last week or so. Our fans raised their voices during the game against Everton, but now we have a very clear and committed statement from the ownership. And I think that is gone when they say what they said last night and show the commitment and desire to take the team where we all want. I think it's very clear where we are moving forward. Uh, he was also asked on whether the Cronkies uh, will lead the team to good times. He said, I said from the very beginning that my perception was everything I sensed and all the communications I have with them. And they are fully excited and committed to this project. And they want to push everybody to do what we want to do. Now, a lot of Arsenal fans are going to give Mikel Arteta stick for some of these comments, me included, because I feel like he can sit on the fence here. He can... He can play this role where he doesn't upset the Cronkies, doesn't speak badly against them, doesn't piss them off, but equally doesn't go so big on the praise of them. And I think Mikel Arteta needs to read the room a little bit. I, I, you know, I really do. Listen, I said it on a previous show. I said it when he defended them last time. I said that I don't expect him to come out and slag off his bosses in the public domain. And that, and that stands. But what I'm really struggling to get my head around, and I think this is something in which Mikel's not doing himself any favours, is read the room, Mikel. Understand the discontent amongst the fans um, towards them and, and the ill feeling towards them. Understand that, accept that and play on that, Mikel, because you are under pressure. You are under pressure as the Arsenal manager. There is a significant proportion of the Arsenal fan base right now that do not believe you are fit enough to lead this team. There's so many people that feel that way. And so for me, I'm not saying he should criticise them. I'm not saying that for a minute. I'm not saying he should sit there and go, well, you know, the Cronkies, you know, they've they've run the club into the ground. It's been really bad. You know, we've not I've not enjoyed working from them. I don't feel that I'm getting the support that I need. Uh, you know, I, I don't expect that. I really don't. But equally, he doesn't need to go so big on praising them. There is a middle ground that Mikel Arteta, in my opinion, needs to find and needs to stay within because only then will he keep himself out of the pressure. You know, for me, it's, he's, he's adding fuel to the, for those that want him out, he is encouraging them to call for his head when he goes so big on praising them. So for me, you know, yes, maybe in some people's opinions, I'm being a little bit harsh on Mikel, maybe in the opinions of others, I'm not being harsh enough, but right now I feel like it's a situation whereby he would do best to stay out of it as much as he possibly can. And to stay out of it means not really to say too much one way or the other. You know, he could say they've released a statement, they've reiterated their commitment. Um, so it is where we is and we focus on the game uh, on Thursday. But instead, he's like, you know, the feeling I've got from them from the very beginning, etc., etc. It just feels like he's going too big on the praise for the Cronkies. And a lot of fans, I'm sure, are waiting in the wings to throw that at him when things go wrong. Um, he talked about the fact that he'd spoken to Unai Emery, uh, you know, after he took over the job and apparently Unai Emery revealed a little bit later on that he tried to flog him his house. Uh, so there you go. Um, <laughs> 
but yeah, look, the, the Unai Emery thing, you know, that's a, obviously a massive, um, a massive side story, uh, you know, at the moment um, and in the build up to this tie and it, it is a big story, but I just, um, you know, I just, with the press conferences, I, I feel like sometimes he says a little bit too much, but there we go. I, I suppose as fans, uh, we want to hear something, don't we? Rather than being dull, drab and boring, at least we've got plenty to discuss. Uh, one other interesting bit um, I, I wanted to touch on was um, when he was asked about what needs to change to shift the difficult relationship with the fans. And he said, it's a question that I've been thinking about a lot, but there are a lot of factors which are difficult to control. There are still moving pieces there, but I'm positive that in the next few weeks and months, we're going to be in a much better position. The only thing we can do to help that situation is to win football matches and win trophies. That always helps in football to bring that stability and excitement. And then each party has to do a little bit to try to reunite everybody because in the end, it's to the benefit of the football club and what they could achieve. Um, so that was another interesting bit. He was also asked about Danny Sabas's comments. You know, Danny Sabas has been talking about the fact that he's learned a lot in the Premier League, but he feels as though La Liga suits his game better. And I, I tend to agree with that. And I think Danny Sabas will be well aware now that he is not going to stay at Arsenal beyond the end of this season. And so I feel like he's defending himself a little bit and, and making it clear that, you know, some of the shortcomings he's shown in the Premier League are probably not going to be as glaring and as obvious if he does move back to La Liga. Look, Danny Sabas is protecting his best interests by making a comment like that. He's, he's protecting his best interests because he knows that he probably doesn't have much of a future at Real Madrid and he's going to need to go somewhere else. So I don't really have an issue with Sabas saying that. If Sabas was somebody we were desperate to sign and desperate to keep on, and then he was talking about the fact that he wants to go back to um, back to La Liga and that it suits him more, I'd be a little bit more concerned about it. But I, I don't think there is a future for Danny Sabas at Arsenal beyond the end of this season. And so, yeah, I'm not going to I'm not going to react over the top or in terms of his comments because I think they're they're probably fair and they're probably quite accurate actually um so yeah th those were the the key points uh, from the press conference I guess um so uh yeah let me know if you've got any thoughts uh, in the live chat as I said of course Arsenal taking on Via Real in the uh Europa League semi-final that game is just around the corner the Unai Emery derby as we uh, as I've been calling it and I just want to apologize actually because I put a video out earlier on today um on the channel and for whatever reason it cut out the last few minutes I'm not sure why that happened but I have uh, re-uploaded it so if you didn't catch the end and you want to catch the end of that one uh then then please do uh, feel free uh to check that out um but yeah there we go um Get your questions in the live chat. I'd love to hear from you guys as well on what you have to say with regards to the comments made uh, by Daniel Eck with regards to, um, you know, the idea of him potentially taking over the football club with regards uh, to what Mikel Arteta had to say in the press conference today. Get involved in the live chat box and we'll just remind you of the headline. Daniel Eck, uh, CEO and and uh, founder of Spotify, has confirmed his interest in Arsenal is real. He's confirmed that he has raised the funds to do it or secured the funds to do it. So uh, fingers crossed things uh, pan out the way we want them to. Get your questions in the live chat. Don't forget to smash the like button on the video if you haven't done so already. 
let me have a quick look and see where we are at uh, on there. Uh, let's see, let's see, let's see. Uh, we've got over 150 of you watching us live at the moment. We've only got 41 likes though. Let's get it up to, um, let's get it up to at least a hundred likes that should be achievable. Uh, and of course it really helps the channel also subscribe. If you haven't done so already, turn the notifications off. And if you wish to support the channel by becoming a member, you can do so by clicking in the link on the description. Um, Love this one from Anonymous. He says, Harry, I would say be excited. Love it. Uh, love it. Uh, Matt G says, I thought the re-uploaded video was your Snyder cut, Harry. <laughs> uh, no, it, it was just, uh, I don't know what happened. I, I literally uploaded the video uh, and it cut off the last three minutes, I think it was. And then when I went and watched the video back on my actual laptop, the video was full. So I don't know what happened between me submitting it to YouTube and it actually going out. I, I don't know what the disconnect was there, but anyway, annoying because it had, it had had quite a few comments and views at the time. And then I've kind of got to scrap it and bring out a new one, which was a little bit frustrating, but it is what it is happens from time to time. Um, Josh says, does Eck have in mind to put the invincibles on the board? Well, we're not really sure about this, Josh. Um, we've heard that they're connected. None of them have said a word about it. None of them have denied it, but none of them have said a word about it. And, um, you know, so it's going to it's going to be interesting to see if they are involved, what roles they'll have. I talked about it a little bit yesterday. I talked about the fact that I don't want to see Thierry Henry or Patrick Vieira as much as I love them both anywhere near the managerial position. Um, but I think having players or people individuals who were around the club during the glory years and understand the mentality that needs to be there, what needs to happen, I think can only be a good thing. I think Arsenal in the past have received a lot of criticism from, from some fans for not taking this approach, not keeping legends around the club. And so, yeah, um, you know, it's going to be interesting to see, but I, I don't know exactly what his plans are for them. If he does manage to force this takeover through, we don't even know if it's going to happen yet. So, um, you know, I, I couldn't give you an accurate answer, but it's obviously it's a good question, something to think about uh, moving forward. Steve Stone says, are you nervous about tomorrow yet, Harry? Because I'm feeling it already. Yeah, I've, I've been nervous for um, for the best part of a few weeks now, Steve, from the day the draw was made. Um, just, you know, first and foremost, I want Arsenal to win the Europa League. I think the Europa League has the potential to save our season. But the second part of it for me is I, I just, getting knocked out by Unai Emery would be hard to take, uh, really hard to take. And I don't want that to happen. So yeah, I am nervous, probably more nervous than I would be had the semi-final been against somebody else, but it is what it is. Um, I don't feel like the mood around the club or the situation around the club at the moment. So the speculation over the ownership, the the discontent between the fans and, and the club at the minute, and, and obviously what happened with the Super League. I think all of that combined creates a, an unhelpful atmosphere for Arsenal, but it's no excuse. You know, these players are professionals. They have to get their heads down. They have to focus on the task at hand. And if they do that, then I expect Arsenal to go through. So, yeah, I am nervous, uh, but also quite confident as well that if we play to the level we are capable of, we shouldn't really have too many issues with a side like VRAL, with all due respect to them. Uh, Matt says, why are we so bad at offensive set pieces? We can never beat the first man with a corner. Matt, that has been an issue at Arsenal, hasn't it, for as long as I can remember. Uh, you never know. Maybe Gabriel will step up with a with a towering header at the far post uh, tomorrow night. Let's wait and see. Uh, fingers crossed. 
Um, Dave R says, Harry, capital gains taxes will be introduced by Biden in the next 12 months. That will make KSE sell if a good offer is on the table. That's a really interesting point, Dave. And that's fantastic insight. So thank you very much for that, man. I, I had no idea. Uh, but yeah, that could influence them in, in wanting to do a deal prior uh, to that coming in potentially. Let's see. Uh, as Wesbird says, everyone has a price. Absolutely couldn't agree more and perfectly put. Sam says it's no coincidence that our decline has coincided with the Cronkies control of the club. Again, agree. Um, big hello to Jeff Chang, who joins us from Korea. He says, big up for Harry from Korea. Some gunners here worry about XBID. Not sure about his plans for management. Don't worry. Uh, worry that our legends used for his own interest. Maybe, but. You know, it's, it's, it's good business. It's clever business, I guess, on his part, isn't it? And um, for them to lend their support, you know, these guys have got an affiliation and a relationship with Arsenal Football Club. So for them to lend their support to something they don't believe in could have an, uh, a negative effect. You know, it could uh, damage their reputation. It could, you know, impact on their personal brand, if you like. So maybe, you know, well, I take encouragement from the fact that they they have backed it. If they've backed it, then you know that's because they they believe in it. And I don't think any of them are staffed enough to get on board with something that isn't, um, in their opinion, better than what we currently got. And let's be quite frank, you know, we've all had it up to here with KSE. Um, and and as I said earlier on in the podcast, it's imperative, absolutely imperative, that we uh, keep making noise, keep the pressure on. Um, you know, and 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 at least do our bit as a fan base to nudge them towards the exit door. We're not going to give them the final push. You know, we're not the key uh, to unlocking the, the the bin, if you like, and chucking the cronkies in it. But you know, we can do our bit. I, th I think we really, really, um, we really can, and we must. Um, a couple of you also asking about what the roles of of Henri Vieira and Burkamp would be, and and again, that we don't we don't really know. Um, it might be that they don't have any role within the club. It might be that they're just endorsing the the bid and, and that obviously carries some weight with, with the fans, doesn't it? But let's see. Uh, David Marr says, Harry, do you think it would be a bad thing not being in Europe next season if, of course, we don't win it? I know the club needs it, but probably wouldn't be a bad thing. I think from a footballing perspective, David, in terms of Mikel being able to have more time on the training ground with his teams in between games, um, in terms of recovery of players, then I think, yeah, there are obviously huge positives to not being in Europe. And if it's in the Europa League, um, you know, and, and you feel you could get a crack at getting into the Champions League, then maybe you would, um, you know, you would sacrifice that. I just feel like right now Arsenal's financial situation means they need it. Um, and and I can't see it having a positive impact because I think it would really, I think it would really dent our chances of doing what we need to do in the transfer market. So I, I see the, the benefits from a purely footballing perspective, but from a business perspective, I think it will be quite catastrophic, actually. Um, so let's see. Let's see. Uh, what else have we got here? Um, I'm going to pick out one more comment, I think. Um, Hosh, uh, Aria says, I feel like this is a publicity stunt from Ek. Yeah, maybe, um, maybe. But when you're someone as high profile as him, when you're the founder, CEO 
of a company that is um you know so well regarded and you are seen as one of the big world ceos at the moment i think you'd look like a bit of a twat if you came out and went so big on the fact that you wanted to buy this football club and then decided actually i'm going to back out no um i i think that once you go as big as daniel ek has got now this is daniel ek this, this is not daniel ek saying you know i i like arsenal football club and i would like to own arsenal football club someday this is a guy who has said that the interest is very real he said that he's going to bring an offer to the table he said that it's a very what he feels to be a very compelling offer and nobody asked him in that interview if he secured the funds he said that himself so i think he's gone so big that he'd look like an absolute twat if he was to just completely um you know then drop this and as alcarp says in the chat he doesn't do interviews for the fun of it um you know it's not a publicity stunt i've never heard from daniel ek before i've got to be honest not that i'm massive on, on in the world of spotify and and business and all that but from when i tried to look him up and i tried to look for interviews there wasn't a, a great deal of him floating about so i i agree with alcarp that He's not somebody that does this regularly. You know, there are some business people that love to be in the public eye. Daniel Weck is not one of them. So I'm confident that it's not just the publicity stunt. That that doesn't mean he's going to be able to get us over the to get this deal over the line and make it happen. As I say, we take encouragement from the fact that interest is real. Let's put the pressure on from our end. Let's do as much as we can and let's hope that he can do enough behind the scenes in the boardroom via their solicitors and financially to make this deal happen. Well, we've got to put the takeover talk to one side uh, because the next 24 hours for Arsenal Football Club are absolutely huge. It's all about that Europa League uh, semi-final and winning the Europa League could really shape our future for the next five or six seasons, in my opinion. Uh, so let's focus on that. Let's put the ownership and the, you know, the, the KSE saga to one side. Let's focus on the game of football that we've got to come tomorrow. Huge, huge game of football. And let's, you know, let's let's get behind the team. Whatever team Mikel picks, let's support them. Let's support him because this game is huge. And as much as lots of you don't particularly back Mikel Arteta, don't feel he's the right man, I'm certain that all of you want Arsenal to win tomorrow night's game. So let's focus on that. Then we can focus on the second leg. And fingers crossed, we'll be in a European final before long. Uh, a European final that could define this club for the next few years. Right, I'm going to leave it there. Big thank you to every single one of you for tuning in to this live stream. If you're listening uh, on the audio platforms, big hello to you too. Be sure to leave us a review. If you are watching this on replay, hello to you guys as well. Make sure you hit that like button, subscribe to the channel if you haven't done so already, and let me know your thoughts in the comments. I'll be back very, very soon with more Arsenal content. Until next time, Take care. Ciao. You're listening to the Chronicles of Aguna, the Arsenal podcast. I'm Martin Tyler, and you're listening 